0: recordings are started <clears> on <throat> there today i'm thinking about maybe running an audio feed over to my my macbook air to record on a second machine as well <laughs> so uh, understand i'm going 17. to i'm going mm. to eliminate one of the recordings to <laughs> to do that um it's not going to be in addition to what i'm doing it's going to replace
1: can we record straight to analog tape, please?
0: I could, I could get and distribute can, our
1: podcast on cassette.
0: I can get the equipment. I need a big reel-to-reel recorder. I
1: that's what I I want it in the background, in
0: the remember. background, so you can see it with the levels bouncing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, know, I like might... the old
1: school, uh, the old like you know CD clubs where like they send you stuff in the mail. You could just <laughs> do that with a
0: podcast. Sure, sure. Sign up for our uh, mm-hmm. for our analog version. Four
1: easy payments of ninety-nine ninety-nine.
0: And we'll get a we'll get a vinyl pressing as well. <laughs> <laughs> Which from what I hear is really expensive. So uh we'll have to start a Patreon for that.
1: Yeah, well, we might need to add a couple zeros to our listener base before that's <laughs> reasonable.
0: Yeah. So as of as of the recording today, we are still not uh <laughs> our our feed has not migrated over yet. Yeah, that's. So I'm on. I'm literally right now looking at Apple Podcast Connect, mm-hmm. and last uh, our feed, our RSS feed, last updated on January seventeenth. So that was almost a month ago, mm-hmm. and so I'm mm-hmm. I'm manually refreshing it right now, and it just says processing. And it did say that it might take a while. So maybe by the end of the show I'll have some kind of resolution to this. But uh but that's it. So and by the way, I'm leaving this in the show. So
1: Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> so what's going on today, Cam?
1: Uh podcasting. Podcasting
0: is going on today. Podcasting and is some going things
1: on. that I will talk about later in the show
0: are also going on. All right. What about you? Um, well, we got uh we got a significant amount of snow again the other day i'm i'm ready for spring <laughs> uh, and it was, a, it, was a, it was a heavy wet snow too
1: did oh did you have a snowball fight show the kids in the neighborhood who's boss no not block
0: no the only people i had to, to have a snowball fight with was my my elderly neighbors so, <laughs> <laughs> so they were out they were out uh snow blowing and and they were the only ones i had to throw snowballs at and i did not
1: yeah. Or did you embrace your inner old man? Like, get off my lawn, Ron!
0: <laughs> no, when when they when they bring the snowblower over into my my sidewalk, I'm not arguing with that. <laughs> so, there's a lady uh down, two houses down from me that if the house in between us and us we haven't we haven't cleared the drive yet, she will go all the way from the corner because she lives on the corner of the block. She'll Uh go all the way from the corner, all the way down to, I have a little uh, crosswalk right in front of our house. She'll Uh come all the way down to that crosswalk and turn around and go back. And so she, she actually does part of my sidewalk for me, uh, when she does that. Um, my neighbors don't do that though. So. So if they my neighbors get to it first, then they just mm-hmm. do their their part of it. Which is fine. I mean, with a snowblower, it doesn't take that much longer to to do that little I mean it's literally maybe like six, seven feet. So it's not mm-hmm. it's not like a lot, but you know, every little bit helps, right?
1: I love how uh accurately and appropriately named the snowblower is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what does a snowblower do? It blows snow. Very there... could be a snow thrower. Snow thrower, that is another word that we use. Uh, that is another okay. term so occasionally you hear snow thrower uh, um yeah so that's like a lawn mower it mm-hmm. mows the lawn we're pretty pretty simple people we are.
1: there was i forget what his name is he's a british comedian um and he was on graham norton's talk show and he was talking about you know english english versus american english and how we've mm-hmm. dumbed it down it's like you know in America they don't call it horse riding. They call it horse back riding. Like where else would you ride a horse but on its back? <laughs> but yeah, we're so dumb we have to call it horse back riding instead of horse riding and he had like he had like 20 examples where he was just ripping them off left and I was like, "Oh my gosh, he's right."
0: <laughs>
1: it was so oh, I I'll have to try and find it and see if I can not get it in the show notes um it was it. I mean, I was I was laughing so hard I was crying because it was like he is 100 percent correct that we just we have dumbed things down quite a bit. Yeah. For, uh,
0: for our version of English. But anyways. All right. Well, give me that link and I'll throw that in the show notes. Um, we uh, I've got a couple of follow up items from the last show. And you had something that you wanted to talk about. So let's let's get to that. Uh first off was uh we talked about Mosaic last week as as I had just gotten my new M2 MacBook Air and um and we talked about Stage Manager. So um and I actually do you know do you know about screencasts online?
1: That sounds really familiar, but
0: yeah, so um Don McAllister and Um, from the jolly old england uh does a does the screencasts online stuff he back in the day when i actually subscribed to this stuff he he it was just him and he would put together videos on you know different apps and different things and he would show how to do stuff and it was like a really nice professional um screencast of uh of different different things to help you to use your mac uh well I haven't needed that for a long time, so I haven't really paid attention to that space. But after um, after leaving Twitter and going back to, or going to Mastodon, uh, I actually, it's so nice for this community to be so small. Because I actually had a chance to have a conversation with Don about, because uh, he was asking, like, who actually uses Stage Manager? And so I was telling him about my use cases, and I said one of the things that I use that, that really makes it cool is um, Mosaic. And he hadn't heard of the app before, so he was going to look into it. I sent him a link, and um, he was going to look into it. I mean, it's, it's a window manager for those of you who may have missed last week's show. But it, it really makes it easy to put move your windows around or put your windows in different spaces on your computer screen. And I uh, I think it pairs really well with Stage Manager because then you can create different setups and be able to switch between them relatively easily. Why I wanted to put this into the follow-up for today is I did a little bit more digging into Mosaic and found the ability to customize the window sizes and create my own presets. So I now, on my M2 MacBook Air have a preset that I have donned, uh, stage manager at, or what is it? Allow stage manager. I think is, is how I, um, cause when you blow up a window to a certain size, stage manager disappears off to the side, off the side of the screen. I mm-hmm. want, I want my stage manager just to peek out just a little bit. So it's, it's literally, I think it's 53 pixels is what I figured out. To be able for that to be able to pick to peek out a little bit from underneath my the window that I'm using so that I can wow. just go over and click it and it switches the, the windows that I'm using. And it works brilliantly. So I went into Mosaic and actually set up a this um, allow stage manager to be full height. So it's zero pixels at the top, zero pixels at the bottom. And then I like my windows centered. So I've got it 53 pixels on both sides of the window. So it's as big as it can be. Still be centered in, on the screen and allow me to see my stage manager uh, piles or whatever they call them now um, off to the side. So it uh, it works out worked out really nice. And I'm really happy with that. Very good. So and it's gonna take me about ten seconds to cover this other piece of follow-up. Um, isotope sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I am so upset about this because isotope works great on Intel machines. I, I love using it, but then when I load it when I pull it up as a plug-in in Adobe Audition to uh to filter my audio, like it it sometimes will filter it. But if I try to play the audio and be able to watch, which this is how you use it, and watch you know, watch your um watch the audio, you know, as it's peaking uh-huh. in different at different frequencies and you know the the analysis, be able to look at it, it locks up and just stops. And uh and I'm, your MacBook Air. I'm on my MacBook Air. Yeah. Uh, it's the Apple Silicon. I'm sure it's the Apple Silicon compatibility. Which has,
1: you know, only been out for over a year and a half.
0: Yeah, two years now, actually. It was two years at the end of this last year. Yeah. So so, so here, here's one other little nugget that I didn't put in the show notes. Um is uh I uh run um Clean My Mac X. On my on my laptop, actually, on all my machines, and it has a little one of the little helper apps that runs in the menu bar,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and every once in a while, it'll pop up and say, "Hey, you're you're using a lot of memory right now. Would you like to free up some space?" You can click yes. free, and it'll free up the space. Well, one thing that happens when uh, when apps become unresponsive is it'll pop up in the corner and say, "Hey, these apps have been." Become unresponsive. Would you like to force quit them? And what was really neat and useful is that when Adobe Audition and the Isotope plugin um, locked up, it gave me the ability to just quit the Isotope plugin, and everything worked just fine after that. Where nice. I don't even think that if you open up, uh, I don't. What is it even called? Um. Oh, it's just the force quit applications um feature on the Mac. Uh huh. Uh if you open that up, I don't even think you can you can close uh, close Isotope from there because it's not a app that's running in the foreground. So but being that uh Clean My Mac X actually sees that, it gives you the ability to shut down the plugin instead of instead of having to shut everything down and start over. So it was good. I'm um, really happy with Clean My Mac X. It's a good application. Sure is. And you I had a bit that, of follow-up today too, right?
1: Yeah, I get that memory pop-up when I'm using Lightroom, which is hysterical. It's like I'm editing photos. It never it doesn't ever pop up when I'm editing video in, in uh, you know, um final cut, but just editing photos and it's like you're using all your memory. So uh, Adobe, if you're out there, don't make Lightroom so uh, so memory hungry, please. But yeah, my lo- my my follow up is uh, back on episode 63 of Inner Dialogue, which was titled "Liquid Lozenge." Tm tm tm. Um, I talked about time boxing uh, tasks on my calendar using reminders in Fantastical and their uh, integration and it was uh it was a great system and well technically still is a great system uh except for two things that happened recently fantastical upped their uh annual subscription significantly it's now 5699 a year um and this is the i mean i i, I want to say it was like 20 or 25 before like it's it's a significant increase um in cost and in version 3.17 of Things, um, Culture Code released a ton of really powerful shortcut integrations that makes things, which has always been my preferred task manager. is what I was using before I realized I could do the time boxing with uh, Reminders and Fantastical. So I switched from Things to Reminders simply to make that system work. Um, so with the, the, the increase in price to Fantastical, and the uh, increased ability of of things to use shortcuts for uh, for automation and for uh, lots of other features, I realized I, I'm not going to pay 56.99 a year for a calendar app. So that's just silly. Um, and I prefer things over reminders. And with the shortcuts powers, I can now run a shortcut to time box my things tasks. On my calendar. So I get to use my preferred um, task manager. I still get to keep the time boxing system. And so I'm just using the, the stock Apple calendar app with things. I'm paying no extra money and I'm getting the exact same functionality with my preferred uh, task manager. So uh, big wins across the board. Um, I don't have to change my system, um, but I get to use stuff that I want. Is it is it as clean as the integration between Reminders and Fantastical? No. So I sacrifice a little bit of of that basic integration and uh, add a tiny bit of friction, but I'm also a nerd and like to use shortcuts and come up with fun ideas and stuff like that, so uh, it's it's worth it to me, um, plus I get to save that money. So I, I did write write a bit about this on my website, cambrin.com if you're interested. Uh, I plan on writing more about it as well. Uh, as I discover uh more ways to extend the shortcuts and, and make it a little easier and, and getting into automating uh tasks and stuff like that. So that's it.
0: And I Just think an update. I think that uh Fantastical was forty nine a year. If I could be wrong about that, but I think it was four ninety nine a month and forty nine dollars a year. Um, Unless you got another maybe if you got it on a discount. I've had that...
1: Fantastical forever. Mm-hmm. So I think I was on a grandfathered rate.
0: Yeah. But I'm um, pretty sure it was forty nine dollars a year. Yeah, before. I wouldn't have paid that. So I, yeah. I mean, so it went up seven dollars,
1: right? But I was not paying dollars f- f- nine ninety nine a year. I, I was paying significantly because I mean, I've had it for forever, and so I think what might have happened is they just stopped grandfathering. People.
0: Well, what what happened is that Apple gave them the ability to change the the subscription prices, where if you if you were if you originally were at twenty nine dollars a year, they may have upped the price, but they couldn't charge you more. Apple now has given them the ability to change the price. Yeah, well, yeah. So, so um, the they notify you, was, but
1: yeah, the jump for me was too much, so mm-hmm. I decided uh, I'm out.
0: Yeah, because I was paying I think five ninety nine a month for it, um, before or four ninety nine a month. And then uh, it went up to six ninety nine. I I just resubscribed to a monthly rate. I couldn't do the fifty six dollars either, <laughs> but I I thought for you know seven bucks I'll give I'll give it a go and and see if uh... basically what happened was there was some features that I was using that without the subscription I couldn't get rid of these stupid pop ups that were popping up. That they they wanted me to accept a couple of invitations, and apparently that was a feature that was added after they started doing the subscription uh, format. And uh, you basically what happened was anybody that was that was using Fantastical Fantastical at the time uh, could uh, could keep all the features that were currently in Fantastical. Mm-hmm. Um, but didn't get any of the new features if they didn't subscribe. So if you unsubscribe from Fantastical, you go back to that feature set. And apparently there was a there was something that they added for um for accepting invitations from I think Google Calendar or something like that. Mm-hmm. That uh well I I have that stuff um set up with my biblical counseling where they send me invites for stuff. And I couldn't accept the invites without paying for the uh, subscription, so. <laughs> but, whatever. Uh, whatever, indeed. So, a real-time follow-up, the uh, Apple podcast is still processing my uh, refresh, so.
1: Just in case you were curious. must They must still be running that on Intel.
0: <laughs> it could. Could be. <laughs> Definitely doesn't have the speed of my uh, MacBook Air. Anything else uh not develop okay cool well, you had uh suggested i think you put this in here um suggested a topic for uh, our future topic for the show uh favorite games past and present, and um did you want to like put any parameters on this uh are we talking video games, board games? I would probably,
1: yeah, keep it to
0: video games and board games. Like, I don't think like you know, Foursquare
1: or Freeze Tag. <laughs> Unless you are like, dude, I was really, a,
0: I was a, really obsessed with Freeze Tag. I was a beast at Foursquare.
1: <laughs> uh, Mitch still goes to the elementary school at lunchtime and just dunks on the little.
0: Fourth are you graders. kidding me? They they sh- they should step up to my skill. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so yeah probably
1: and now I, if i put this in the show topics i have no recollection of doing so no. but uh but yeah so i would my my vote would be for like video games and board games or like card games like if you're really into you know mm-hmm. euchre or uh uno
0: <laughs> well you, well you know wisconsin and euchre <clears throat> apparently euchre is a thing up here i've only played it a few times but it's yeah my parents and their friends were obsessed with it
1: Mm-hmm. Like they'd have like euchre nights where like they'd have you know a bunch of people they have like two games going and like you know so that would be like what it's eight people so like three other couples over and then all the kids we would just go play so, anyways should we should we do video games first and then board games sure sure all right so what do you have uh, one reason
0: why i thought this would be a fun topic to talk about today is that, uh, just this last week, uh, Nintendo, uh, released, um, two more, I don't know if they have an official term for these, but in their online, uh, in Nintendo online, they've been releasing classic games from older systems for the Nintendo Switch. So previous to this, they, they would offered, they actually had Sega, some Sega games and stuff like that that they released recently too. But, uh, but the the big ones were they originally offered the NES games so your your original nintendo and honestly that is the first time i ever played through super mario brothers was was on there i never got a i never had a nintendo system when i was growing up so but i like that game it's a fun game and i just i just beat it not that long ago maybe in the last year so so that was fun but uh, they also have the Super NES, um, and they just added the Game Boy and the Game Boy Color to the catalog. So the only difference is now you used to be able to do, you used to be able to get all of those through the nineteen dollar a year Nintendo Online subscription. You now have to subscribe to the Nintendo Online Plus Expansion uh, Pass to get everything, and that's forty nine dollars a year. I was playing a little bit of um, the original Tetris on the uh, Game Boy uh, a little earlier. There is one game missing that I'm kind of bummed about, and um, and they may they may add it later, but the original Super Mario Land on uh, on the Game Boy wow. isn't in there. Uh, I've I've played that game through so many times mm-hmm. um, on the original Game Boy; uh, it's almost ridiculous. And I have my original Game Boy. Right, right down on the shelf down here, it still works. <laughs> I, I, I put batteries in it every once in a while and fire it up. It still works like like it did when I was a kid. So,
1: man, they don't make them like they used to, right?
0: Sure don't. I'd like. I should figure out how old that is, and maybe I don't want to. I don't know. <laughs> But I'd be willing to bet it's in the ballpark of about thirty years old. So probably a little bit older than that because I think I got it right around when I was like 10, 12, 13 years old somewhere in there. It was it was mm. definitely in my early childhood, and I'm forty six now, so it could be like thirty six years old. So but, I never had a Game Boy. <clears throat> one of my the my favorite devices that I had growing up.
1: Uh, so if we're gonna go old school. I I had an SNES growing up, Super Nintendo, and then I got a 64, and Mario RPG on 64, on N64, was a pretty legit game. Me and my friends played that a ton. And of course, Mario Kart Mm -hmm. for Nintendo 64 was, I would still play that if I had my 64. Uh, It was just super fun. Yeah, yeah, like the races, and then you had like the the battle, um, you know. Squares where like you know and you would just it wasn't about winning the race; it was about <clears throat> taking everybody out. Um, and I had a I had a second Genesis too, and I was obsessed with Sonic the Hedgehog and Sonic and Knuckles. Like, I I played those games much more than my parents knew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um so I think those are some of my favorite old games. Um yeah. But Mario Kart I think holds a special place in most people's hearts from from you know our age range because it was like prime. It was I don't know, it was just so much fun.
0: Yeah, because I think
1: I'm trying to remember how old I would have been, probably like middle school for most of that because like the Dreamcast, the second Dreamcast came out when I was in middle school. And I think the 64 came out right before that. So like end of elementary school through middle school was just like prime Mario Kart and uh you know, like there was like a NBA 2K came out, you know, and like Madden and so anyways, yeah, just just man, I'm like remembering kids that I haven't thought about in 15 <laughs> years that, that I was playing games with in middle school. This is a very nostalgic moment. So those are some of, oh, oh my gosh. And uh, Legend of Zelda, holy cow. The uh, Ocarina okay. of Time on 64,
0: dude. You know, I'll, um, Zelda, or was it? I don't know what the, I don't remember what the official title of the game is. I don't know, uh, if
1: Ocarina of Time might have been Super Nintendo. Sorry, anyways, carry
0: on. Yeah, but, uh, but the Breath of the Wild was the first time I ever played a uh, Legend of Zelda game.
1: I don't think I played that one.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, seriously, I can go back into that game and spend so much time playing because there's so much open world uh, stuff that you can do in it. Mm -hmm. And and I beat the game, and then I went back and went back to like my previous save and went back in because uh, it wouldn't let. It's supposed to let you after you beat the game, like continue to go on to to do side quests and stuff like that. I couldn't figure that out. So I, uh, I just went, I just dialed it back to my previous save and, uh, and was running around. I still, I haven't done the, um, trial of the sword yet. And I have the expansion pack for that. So I want, eventually I'll go back and do that. But, but anyway, um, Atari 2600 was actually my first, uh, the first video game machine that we ever had in our house my parents bought it my mom was obsessed with burger time (laughs) i don't i don't know if you remember if you know burger time but
1: no i the only thing i know about atari is pong and that's
0: yeah i i think pong there was there was a pong like game that was bundled in with uh, a bunch of other games and i don't remember the titles um i think my parents still have the system at home i should check with them and see i'm not sure if it works anymore Uh but uh there was like a bundle of like combat games that you could get and i think there was a pong like game in that um but the 2600 um had that game and then um, notoriously the the et game that sucked (laughs) <laughs> that was like, like the worst game of all time i've actually played that game and it was pretty bad there was a star wars game where you where you had to take out it came out came out around the time of empire strikes back i think it was just uh, star wars the empire empire strikes back um but you had to take out uh Ad-Ats. <laughs> and i remember playing that a lot I'm trying to think of the games that we had uh burger time i you know donkey kong was a big one uh-huh. On the original, oh no, not oh, Donkey. Man. Was it Donkey Kong?
1: The one where you have to, you're Mario and you have to run across the things and yeah, dodge them. I don't
0: think it was. I think that wasn't. Wasn't that an NES game? Well, I, don't, I think I don't
1: originally remember. it was an arcade game and then it got yeah. ported to.
0: But there were so many knockoffs um, with Atari games that were very similar. You no, know, mm-hmm. Burger Time was was similar. But what what it was is you were jumping around and if you can imagine there were different levels of like racks sort of, um, mm-hmm. they were just lines on the screen that, that indicated something, but you had this little dude that was dressed up like a chef that had to run around and on the, on the board and, uh, and knock down all the ingredients in order of a burger. <laughs> and so you had to make like five burgers at the bottom to beat the game. But then there was, there was like things that were trying to get you while you were doing it. and, yeah, my mom my parents would fire the system up after we went to bed and play this. <laughs> <laughs> Which I didn't find out until later. But um you'd you'd get up to go to the bathroom and be like, Mom, Dad, what are you, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> but it was uh it was good. So so those those were my first two systems. Um and then I got my first PlayStation. I think it was probably right after I graduated from high school. I think it was one of one of the things that I got from a big a big check that I that I received from work because uh, I worked a whole bunch. Um, mm-hmm. Long story, but uh, but I uh, I got this nice check from work, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to go out and I'm going to buy me a PlayStation. And and man, that just opened up a whole new world to me. Uh huh. So. It was good. I remember my dad came down. I, I had it down in my a little living area down in the basement that, that I kind of created for myself. And, uh, and I had, my dad came down to play Madden with me one time. Nice. And, um, it was third down. I remember, I remember it, uh, perfectly because my dad got so mad at me. It was third <laughs> down and, and I called a run play. And of course I've, I'm, it's like, it's like third and 15 or something like that. So my dad, my dad, knowing how, knowing how football is supposed to be played, calls a play because he played in high school. So he calls a play thinking I'm going to throw it. And, uh, and I ran it and I ran it from, I think like the 10 yard, my, my own 10 yard line all the way down for a touchdown. And he got so mad at me. Like he threw the through It's like how you don't call a run play on third and 15. <laughs> And I just I just turned and looked at him, and I was like, it worked, didn't it? <laughs> he got so mad at me. He never played with me again. <laughs> but it was a good time.
1: So, yeah, PlayStation 2, or no, it was the original PlayStation, and the girlfriend I had at the time. Uh, her dad was uh, an engineer at Ford in the SVT program. So like all the souped up, you know, like the Mustang Cobra SVT and like the Ford lightning and just the, the, the racier versions of the car. He was an engineer. And so he would always bring home like the, the fancy cars, the, mm-hmm. the, the souped up Fords. I, guess. I mean, Fords aren't fancy, but like the, the, the sporty versions of the vehicles. Uh, and so she... <laughs> my girlfriend at the time is the one who got me into cars, which is just, I think kind of backwards for most Mm -hmm. people. Um, but she introduced me to Gran Turismo, Oh, which is a very realistic racing game. Mm -hmm. And I was hooked. I, I, I logged so many hours in that game throughout high school and college. Like I even have it on my PS4. Now the Mm -hmm. latest version, I don't play it cause I, I don't play video games very much anymore. Um, But it just, whenever I do get into Gran Turismo now, it's like, it just brings me back to like all the, oh my gosh, the cars that I would build and Mm -hmm. a thousand horsepower Nissan Skyline, you know, just like crazy stuff that I would never be able to do in real life because holy crap, it would be expensive. right? Um, But like I got so hard into cars um, for a couple of years in high school. And then I realized how expensive they were. Yeah, just to get, let alone to to hot rod or soup up, right? Uh, and then I was like, "Oh, look, guitar! That looks fun and much less expensive." Yeah. <laughs> and I've been playing guitar for twenty years now. So, <laughs> yeah. so um, yeah, Grand Turismo is that that's easily top three video game of all time for me.
0: Yeah, I think it was Grand Turismo two that came out on the PS two, if I'm not mistaken and that was the ga- that was the game that that was my gateway into the Gran turismo games mm-hmm. and um i just remember seeing a cheat on online or was it online i read it somewhere and we didn't have online yet i read it somewhere where you could do this thing where you no it was online it was it was the bur- the beginning of the internet so it's probably on dial up but i read this somewhere uh, that you could take and you could set it up you could set it up the game so that you when you uh you could set up your right like your left analog stick as as your steering stick and your right analog stick as your gas and brake. Uh-huh. And uh and if you took a rubber if you started the oval track and then you took a rubber band and rubber band the two uh the, the two joysticks together, you could you could set it down and walk away. And I would do that because it was like a hundred, it was an endurance race. So it was like a hundred uh-huh. laps and you would always win. You, you would do it with uh, an F1 racer and it would be, it'd be riding the, the, uh, the fence line the whole time, <laughs> but it was so fast that it just, it would just whip around the track riding that fence line and, uh, and you, you'd win that gate, that, uh, that race every time. So I earned so much money doing that because it would take an hour. So I would just, I would just set it up and let it run and walk away and come back an hour later and collect my winnings. And <laughs> it's yeah, like if you needed that's... money, that was the way to do it.
1: <clears throat> that's very unsportsmanlike. <laughs> oh,
0: so unsportsmanlike! But I, I needed, I needed the needed the cash to uh, soup up my rides. Indeed.
1: All right, so do you have any favorite video games presently that that aren't nostalgic?
0: Oh, uh, good question. Um, I have a Switch. Uh, I have been tempted to get back into um, PlayStation. I'd, I'd love to get a PlayStation Five, but uh, just number one, it's been hard; they've been hard to find for so long. I think they're getting better, but uh, number two, I'm not paying more than five bucks or five hundred bucks for it and uh and then i have to have 500 bucks to pay for it so yeah, so expensive yeah but uh but i did have a xbox Three. i have an xbox 360 upstairs mm-hmm. and there was a lot of cool games for that i was always i always really enjoyed um any of the uh snowboarding games like ssx
1: oh I, my god I, I loved god about that game yeah
0: ssx2 i think was one of my favorites oh i it...
1: completely forgot
0: about that yeah that was before they got all ultra realistic with their with their uh games
1: yeah well part but... of part of the appeal of that game was just how ludicrous it was oh like, yeah you just do ridiculous things
0: <laughs> and the characters were all crazy and the uh-huh. soundtrack was cool I was that, oh, that ssx gosh. tricky i think was, yeah. was the name of uh-huh. it yeah, and it and it used the uh the run DMC song uh tricky yep. as like the theme song for it. Uh yeah, so oh I love that. Yeah, it was a good game. Oh man, I gotta look up this other racing game that was on Xbox, the original Xbox. Yeah. Are you talking about Forza? Maybe? No. I don't know it how wasn't far very, back you're it going it wasn't
1: very realistic.
0: Okay. I did really enjoy the Halo games. I played Halo Four, I think it was. Um, and really enjoyed that game. Um, as far as like right now, uh, breath of the wild, I haven't played it in a long time, but it is so good. Uh, I got back into, uh, I was able to get a really good, really good price on the, um, Assassin's Creed Enzo collection. And so I've been playing back through, I think it's, uh, Assassin's Creed two. Um, the, the graphics are pretty rough but uh but beyond that it's 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 a cool game when i went out with covid um just after christmas i used some of my christmas money to buy animal crossing (laughs) and and i actually really kind of enjoy that just kind of it's a really chill game you know uh it's not it's very relaxing to sit and just collect fossils and collect uh you know collect wood and different things like that that you need sell stuff as you as you can sell stuff i right now i'm trying to collect enough money to build a bridge and pay off my house and uh <laughs> you have a fantasy mortgage i have a fantasy mortgage <laughs> yep. actually i it, i paid uh, off my initial house and then i did an expansion on the house and that's what i'm paying off right now so i got a home equity loan and uh <laughs> and i'm paying that off now Wow. My home equity loan was more than my the loan for the house. Like twice as much. Goodness gracious. That's all right. Oh, is this it? No.
1: Dude, this is going to bother me so much. This is, car, this is a car racing game. I used to play in my friend Tom's basement. We played it endlessly. It had a really good soundtrack. Oh, well.
0: Oh, I can't believe I forgot this. Um I absolutely love Star Wars oh. The Skywalker saga. If we're gonna talk about games that I'm really into right now.
1: Project Gotham Racing. Sorry.
0: Ah, yes, I have to. We heard can of get that.
1: it we get into Star Wars now. I just had to yeah, it was for the original Xbox Project Gotham Racing played the something out of this game.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: which Star Wars one are you are you into? Um, Sorry, I, that was going to drive me nuts. The
0: Lego Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. Okay. Every once in a while, I get I get the the uh, um desire to jump back into Minecraft too.
1: See, okay, I have tried to get into Minecraft over the year, like especially this last time I was a youth pastor. We had a couple of kids that were like super into it and i i don't understand the appeal and like i realize that i'm the minority you know in in that regard but like those type of and it's i've always been this way those type of um open world kind of just do whatever you want games i can't i can't sustain it like i need to have like what are the rules? What is my objective? Like, <laughs> Which is why I like sports and racing games because mm-hmm. there's very clear rules and objectives and purposes and someone wins, you know? Um, and so I've always struggled with the open world games.
0: And I think with Minecraft, there are things that you can do that are, you've got to collect these things. You've got to build this stuff. And then you got to go and go into this other world to get, you know to defeat this uh the the ender dragon is the is the thing to to defeat but uh but there's a lot of stuff you have to look online to to figure it all out because you're never going to
1: there's no actually... end game like you don't go like talk to so-and-so at the no. pub and he's like oh go on this journey like like in world of warcraft at least there's like no there's no know, real directives and yeah yeah and that's i i can't my brain is just like, Nope, I'm mm-hmm. going to go do something in the real world. Cause I just can't, I got what just mining for mining sake. Like at least in yeah. Fortnite, when you, when you're farming, it's so you can defend yourself, not just, yeah. you know, um,
0: well, but. to, to a degree, what, what Minecraft, you know, when you first start with Minecraft, if you're in survival mode, which, uh, if you're in creative mode, I can see how, um, it's not as, not as much fun, uh, from, from your standpoint, uh-huh. Um, creative mode just basically takes it and, uh, cause there's achievements in survival mode that you can, you can go through and earn. Like there, there was an achievement for, um, I think of, I was helping out a buddy of mine online one day, uh, years ago. And the one thing that he had not done yet was to, was the achievement where you build a, uh, a train tracks that go a certain distance. And so he, he needed, and it was supposed to be a straight run. So he actually went and started on one end of his map and, and dug a tunnel all the way through the map and then built this train tracks. And he, and he had to collect, he had to go through and he had to mine everything to get all the materials together to build this. (laughs) And so he's mining and he's building and he's mining and he's building and, and, uh, and gets this all built. And then he he ran the track, um, and he, all he had to do was run the tr- the whole track, and he got the achievement. And it was the last achievement he needed to to uh, clear out all the achievements on the game. And so he had a, he had us there, and and we were all checking it out, and it looked really pretty too, which was funny because he didn't he didn't just build the the track in in this like hole. He put he had lights. Running the whole length. He had uh he had the walls all built with real nice materials so it looked that nice. Must have taken it, it had to have taken forever. Yeah.
1: Well, but, and how did he find a straight shot across the map that didn't run into like water or he did, lava he,
0: or well yeah, he well, I think what happened was he probably did, but then he he built out around it and got, got rid of everything. So but he yeah, he built this whole thing all the way through the map and, uh,
1: he recorded that and put it on YouTube, right?
0: I don't know. I don't think so, but
1: I mean, that's, that's just waiting to be monetized. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) But, uh, but you know, one, one day I I had learned how to build cannons. So I, I got, I got him together. Uh, I had this whole nice mountain built up with my house on the top and it was just all really nice. And then inside the mountain was like, all the hidden part of my house i had the whole mountain Ah. kind of excavate excavated out and built built inside of it and so i had him i had him uh on my map with me one day and i was showing him how to build these uh cannons and he blew up his cannon and blew up half my mountain (laughs) 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 i'm like i'm like dude what the heck And he's like oh Oh i must have made it wrong i was like yeah i think you did (laughs) Because there was oh a certain way goodness. that you had to make it, because you were dropping TNT into water, and the <laughs> the water was helping direct the the uh, the projectile that you had in the cannon. Uh. But it also protected everything around that. And he forgot to put water in there, and just dropped TNT in there, and just blew up half my.
1: <laughs> my were you beard. able to go back to a previous save point?
0: No, we we re, he helped me rebuild it so. but uh, that's what we spent the rest of our time together that day doing is rebuilding my mountain. <laughs> yeah. Holy cow. So good stuff. It was fun. Well, I'm going to <clears> check <throat> out Minecraft later. Yeah. And I've always liked cartoon golf games. Like right now I have Mario, oh, Mario. Mario.
1: Golf. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Mitch, you are bringing back, so many freaking memories for me right now yeah i completely forgot about that game too mm-hmm. me and my cousin played that a
0: ton mm-hmm. yeah the golf. the newest mario golf game uh mario golf super rush i think it's called i can't see it on here yeah it's super rush um that has a, a classic golf element to it but then it also has speed golf where you you hit the ball and then you gotta run and hit the ball and run, you know. So it's got <laughs> got a fun little element. Excuse me there, but that's funny. But yeah, I th- ju- I think I beat the the story mode on that already. But yeah,
1: you know what? Uh, you know what video game I don't miss? Hmm. Super Smash Brothers. I
0: hate yeah. that game. I never played it.
1: The only reason I hate it is because my younger cousins used to destroy me in it all the time. <laughs> like I can, And they would, I would just like, you're just smashing the buttons. They're like, no, 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 I know exactly what button does what. And I'm looking over and it's just like, I'm, like I'm done with this game. I can't. It. <laughs> yeah. This is stupid.
0: Anyways. Yeah. Tech, um, Tekken was another like a fighting game that I always enjoyed. Yeah. That's uh That whole
1: category, like Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat, and
0: mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat, just uh, it wasn't that I didn't enjoy it. It just was so bloody, you know. It, it just kind of Tekken wasn't so bad.
1: You yeah, know? that's true. And
0: and I think the character design was better. I enjoyed the character design more in Tekken. So, agreed.
1: All right, shall we move on to board games?
0: So, bridging the gap, um, I am an old man. (laughs) I love playing Solitaire. (laughs) And if there's a recommendation, if you have Apple Arcade, there is a game on Apple Arcade called Solitaire Stories that the premise of the game is kind of kind of silly it's you're you're playing solitaire to like accomplish things in the story but uh but if you I, i just skip past the story elements because to me um you go into a story and you have to like complete so many solitaire games to get through the story and so I kind of just take it as a badge of honor that I got through the story. I don't even care what the story was. Um but they they uh recently started doing events. So they have an event going on right now that there's that is their Valentine's event. Yeah. Um and it has a countdown timer on it that shows 4 hours 12 minutes and I'm sorry 4 days 12 hours and and 51 minutes left on the on it. And I'm tr- trying to remember where i am in the event i'm almost done with this event i yeah i've got three more i got three more levels that i have to complete in that event i don't know if you can see that but there's three more levels that i have to complete and then i'm done with that event but the reason that i like this game so much is it is the most beautiful uh solitaire game i've ever played it is it, there's something so uh, almost magical about the way that, that the, the graphic design is done. Um, and you part of the purpose of going through and playing all the stories in it is that you unlock new cards, new card faces. There's new like boards that you play on, like the the table surface. You can get more of those. There's effects that you can get. There's just so many, um, unlockables and stuff like that. As you go through and play through the stories that you end up with, you can end up with such a beautiful, um, set of cards. Um, the effects there's, there's an effect that they, they call like, ah, what is it? Golden something. I'd have to look it up. That looks like burning embers. Like you have embers coming out of a fire and i just uh, i love it it's just it, it's really well made it's probably just a simple particle effect but it just looks cool so it's called gold leaf i'm sorry gold leaf but that's that's my that's my uh preferred deck right now it's like gold cards with a gold back on them on a and it's the background isn't completely black it has a pattern to it but it's hard to see on the camera i think so but uh that that's what from that's from one of the stories called Pantaloonies.
1: <laughs> what's it what's it called again
0: solitaire what a solitaire stories
1: so my my bridging the gap game uh is probably my favorite game of all
0: time mm-hmm. and it's
1: called hearthstone
0: yes i i've played like hearthstone Blizzard? before i like it
1: yeah uh i play it every single day Usually, usually on my lunch, um, I'll sit down at my kitchen table, have my lunch, and then my iPad right in front of me, and I'll play a couple games, uh, specifically of the Battlegrounds mode. Um, and it's I just really, 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 really like it. Mm-hmm. So, for those out there, you should check it out
0: yeah I've played it before. I enjoyed it a lot. I just kinda i think i lost uh just lost interest in it after a while but
1: I think I've been playing it for like seven or eight years like mm-hmm. I, <laughs> it just it it checks all the box for boxes for me in in my brain.
0: I don't know that I don't know if I have that on here anymore if we're gonna talk about i o s games uh, there's a couple other ones too that I really really dig. Um in arcade mini mini motorways. Yep. Is awesome.
1: Mini yeah, mini motorways and mini metro. Yeah.
0: They're both good. I prefer mini motorways over mini metro, personally. But I haven't uh, played that in a while. I'm gonna have to download that one. Yeah, too. mini I'm motorways. Sorry. Um <laughs> mini motorways is just to me it it uh I guess maybe I've just played it more. I think maybe if I went back and played the other one I would uh I would probably enjoy it as well. The other games that I'm that I'm really I really enjoy. There's one other game that I've got on my iPad here that I that I really enjoy. That is an Apple arcade game is uh it, it's my I'm brain farting so I can't remember what it's called right off the top of my head. So I'm loading it up because of course it doesn't tell you right on the screen what it is. Um come on, get through the opener. Oh, the Alto games. Oh yeah. Alto Adventure and Alto Odyssey Alto's Odysseys. Yeah. Yep. And then the one that they have for the uh for the um Apple arcade is Alto's Odyssey, um, the Lost City. So there's, you know, some of the achievements and stuff like that that you get can only be achieved in the Lost City. And so you have Uh to get to the Lost City to be able to get those achievements. So that's always fun. All right, I'm going to put that away now. Um, I think one of the things that we should talk about is, is like, Gone But Not Forgotten games. I don't know if you have any like that, but uh, we can let's do that now. And then we'll go, we'll get into board games. But, uh, is there any, there are any games? I have one in particular that drives me crazy to the point where I almost wanted to learn to code just to make this game or make a version of this game because I miss it so much. But do you have anything Uh, like that?
1: Well, what's yours? I want to know now.
0: So, um, there's a company called motion X. You remember, do you remember motion X at all? early on they have a navigation app and they've got some other apps basically they stopped creating their games because of uh because they decided to go corporate and make make a bit more apps that they could monetize better Mm -hmm. but uh but they made the original poker dice game that was just a dice game for playing you know um dice poker and then they created one called poker quest I missed this pa, 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 game pa,
1: poker quest pa, pa, poker quest.
0: It It is so good. It was so good at the time. I've was, never heard of either of these. I could sit and play this game. <laughs> literally, I could play this game for hours. And all it was, was you were, you were, you were making your way through the Greek God, or I'm sorry, the, um, Egyptian gods. So you okay. would, you would play Egyptian gods in, in, uh, poker dice. Which makes no sense, but you know, track with me. You would unlock you would unlock new dice um, that you could use. You would uh, you would unlock new um, uh, little tables or whatever you want to call them that you would that you would roll the dice on. Uh, it was just a cool game for being able to to constantly be unlocking new things and moving through a, a storyline. Mm-hmm. So so you were you were going through and you know you might be playing Horus. And and uh you beat him, you finally overcome him. And once you get over a certain dollar amount, you overcame him and you went to the next temple and played played the next uh god until you got to a certain dollar you had a certain dollar amount um were you know saved up or you know mm-hmm. won. And then you move on to the next one. And I just love this game so much for uh for just you could play it for five seconds or you could play it for hours you know you could be standing in line waiting waiting to get into uh, a movie or whatever and just sit there and you know roll the dice and you actually you could do you could roll the dice two ways there was a button on the screen or you could just shake the screen and it would roll the dice you just (laughs) shake it and it was it was so much fun to to just like dive into that roll the dice play a little play a little poker game and then you could put it back in your pocket and you were done or you could sit down on the couch and sit and play for an hour if you wanted to and work your way through, you know, whatever, whoever you were playing at the time. Um, my vision of the game, uh, if I were to create it is I wanted to do a sci-fi version of it that, uh, you would play through whatever, whatever you decided to do. I hadn't really thought through that much, but then I wanted to open it up to online play and, um, and have some kind of like money structure that you could um that you could play and I don't, I don't know if necessarily i suppose i could have opened it up to uh to in-app purchases to be able to purchase more you know find find whatever the financial whatever the currency i ended up being um mm-hmm. you could purchase more currency or whatever to, to play on through the game but it would always it would always come down to hey i just want to i want to roll a quick game um, or I could sit there and roll several games, you know, or, or whatever. And it just was nice, a nice casual, you know, poker dice game. And maybe we, you'd, you'd do tournaments and maybe you could put together tournaments if somebody wanted to sit down and play for an hour and they could play through a tournament. It does sound nice, doesn't it? It'd be, it,
1: you know,
0: it, I don't have the ability to do it myself. I just have the idea and what I would want it to look like. Um, and I don't have the money to hire people to do it. (laughs) So, (laughs) but I think it would be a really fun idea. And you know what? If somebody stole that idea from me and went out and made this, I would play your game. (laughs) I'm just saying, and I probably spend some money in it. So. Nice. Anyway. Uh, Yeah.
1: I'm just I'm trying to think. There's like so there's games that I played on the iPad back in the day that no longer are supported. You can't get them in the App Store anymore. Like, and they were they were iPad versions of board games like Settlers of Catan or Carcassonne mm-hmm. or um, Puerto Rico, because uh, those are games that I really like to play. But like I didn't necessarily have friends that wanted to play them, nor did I own them. Right, like, um, and so, uh. I would play them on my iPad, you know, and like I play Risk on my iPad now because (laughs) I don't have anyone that wants to play Risk with me. Uh, And you can get all of like the expansion packs or the extra maps and stuff like that. And so there's just there's a couple of like really fun old school board games um, that I used to have on the iPad for when I wanted to play. And I was, you know, by myself um, that no longer uh, exist on the iPad. So it is what it is. Cool, cool But I never played any of those dice games. Yeah. I'm not a I'm not I'm not the kid in the corner at in, in school like you know, gambling like you were, obviously.
0: Oh yeah. Hardcore. <laughs> I I asked for these for Christmas and I got two sets of them. But I got uh poker <laughs> dice. So I've never even heard of poker dice. Yeah, so it literally, I mean, you can see the, that's the jack. Uh huh. Um, looks like the kings in red, but it's yeah. kind of hard to see because it's not focusing on that. But <clears throat> but yeah, I got two sets of those, and they're cheap. Like they're not expensive, but you know you can you can play poker dice, so it's fun. <laughs> but all right, we want to move on to board games uh sure
1: so um man board games where do we start uh risk has and always will have a special place in my heart uh i do enjoy it quite a bit um i used to play that all the time with friends growing up and then when i was a youth pastor in kansas there was this group of uh like three or four of the high school boys that were obsessed with risk and so i would go play with them and they never beat me in the three and a half years that i was there they never beat me because <laughs> they didn't understand that risk is a numbers game mm-hmm. and they would just they would spread themselves too thin and i would just be patient and i would hold and i would hold and i would hold and then i would just wipe them off the map Yep. Yeah and they never and i was like i even told them and they were just too like no i gotta i gotta take it. like you can't win the game on the third round you have to like anyways
0: yep so i could never find anybody that would sit and play that uh for hours with me
1: yeah it was It it, it is yeah you need to have the right disposition for a game like that
0: do you do, to... are you into uh civilization then
1: uh like civilization
0: games yeah the computer game
1: i was when i was younger um i probably haven't played civilization in 10 years yeah but i mean for a while yeah like those whole world building games i was into for sure like i remember playing civilization on my grandpa's computer because the computer that we had wasn't powerful enough to run it Mm -hmm. so and my grandpa always had top of the line computer at his house um and so i would go and i would sit at his computer in his office uh and and play on his his pc when i was in like middle school early high school yeah
0: so a lot so of re- the a lot of the games that i grew up with um were like kind of your standard i i never really got into a lot of the like the catan the settlers of catan and stuff like that mm-hmm. Um, which I'm assuming it sounds like you, you were, you enjoy those,
1: uh, with the right people, which is yeah. why I generally preferred to play it on the iPad, yeah. <laughs> but like, if you're with the right kind of people, that game can be really fun. And if you're not, it can be really
0: not enjoyable. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I think, uh, one of the huge games that we always played was Trivial Pursuit. Yes. To to the point that I can, you can read me a Trivial Pursuit question and I can probably figure out the answer to it. You know, there's, there's some things because Trivial Pursuit asks questions in a very specific way, you know, to the point where if you've played it long enough, you can kind of figure it out, you, you know, the, the verbiage and everything that, or just the fact that they usually go for the obvious thing, <laughs> you know, um, if you think it's that thing, it probably is that thing, you know? But uh, there's a podcast that uh, my wife and I listen to um, called Random Pursuit. Uh, it's on the Incomparable Network, and um, they do a thing where they combine uh, a bunch of different uh, trivial pursuit games, and then they have a point system that they develop to to uh, and kind of a different way to play it. But mm-hmm. we will do something similar to that sometimes for a party game. Um, but, uh, if my wife and I sit down and play, uh, it frustrates my wife to play Star Wars Trivial Pursuit with me, <laughs> as, as you might imagine. Yes. It frustrates me to play Lord of the Rings Trivial Pursuit with her because she's read all the books and, and everything. Uh-huh. Um, and we have some like general trivia games as well. I, I went into a antique shop one day. And they had, like, five different Trivial Pursuit games for, like, two bucks a piece. Guess where they are now? They're upstairs in my closet. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, mm, I'm grabbing those. Uh-huh. So so now what we do is we will select a board that we're going to play on. And then we will grab, like, five or six different Trivial Pursuit games. And then we will roll a dice to decide which version that, uh, no. or what uh, what deck that we're choosing our card from. And then we'll roll the dice again for how many spaces we move on that, on the board. And then, so this way we don't end up just good. That way I can still get some star Wars questions. Just that's not mm-hmm. primarily star Wars questions. And my wife can still get some Lord of the Lord of the Rings questions. And then we get a bunch of general questions as well. So that's very clever. Very clever. Um, another one, uh, do you know the, the game sequence? Mm-hmm. That's one that, uh, when my parents come, they really like to play that. So, yeah. and so it's always my wife and I against, uh, my mom and dad. So, cause you pair up in those games a lot of times mm-hmm. and it, and it makes it more fun. So, yeah, for those of you who don't know what that is, uh, it's basically a board set out with a whole bunch. It looks, it's basically all the cards and two decks of cards. And then you, uh, you get so many cards and, and then you get like little chips and you basically, you've got to get five in a row on, on the, uh, on the board with the deck of cards that you have in your hand and you get new cards each time. Now, I don't know if it's part of the rules, but it's definitely the way that we play is if you don't grab a new card before the next person plays, um, you don't get a new card. So if you start with seven cards in your hand, and like my mom's next to me because my mom can be pretty ruthless about this during the game. Like if I don't grab a card right away, she'll go right away, and then and then I'm like I've got six cards left in my hand, and I can't like draw another card. So, so it, it's kind of ruthless, but
1: yeah. So there's some party games that, <clears throat> that I wouldn't necessarily qualify as board games. But they're more but I mean, they are physical, right? Mm-hmm. So uh Exploding Kittens yes. is always a ton of fun, mm-hmm. Um, especially if you have goofy people or people that are really competitive, like a good mixture of that. And that game's a ton of fun. Uh And so the people that make that game have a bunch of other games that they make. Mm-hmm. And there are a few in particular that uh are a lot of fun one is called poetry for neanderthals
0: i want this game so bad because i want to play it with my sister it's like a smacker at the club (laughs)
1: it's (laughs) so if you've played taboo then you know exactly what this is you get there's a card that you have uh in this case there's you have two uh two words The, the the top one is worth one point and the bottom one is worth three points And usually the bottom one is an add-on to the uh, original word. Uh, But instead of having a list of words that you can't say, like you do in Taboo, you're only allowed to talk in one-syllable words because it's poetry for Neanderthals. Mm -hmm. Uh, And instead of a buzzer, as Mitch has already alluded to, (laughs) there is the no stick which is a caveman an inflatable caveman club that you whack the person with if they use two or more syllables <laughs> and there is at the end of the game the winning team gets to pick a card and it's like gronk's words of love and sad and it's mad libs mm-hmm. and you take you pick it random I, I think like depending on the card like three to five of the cards that you won and you put in those in the certain places. And then someone reads, you know, Gronk's poetry because it's poetry for an at the end. And it usually is hysterical. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, that game is a ton of fun. And then um, there's another one that they do called throw, throw burrito. And there's two versions. There's the normal version in which you have two burritos that are, they're about the size of a chipotle burrito, maybe a little thinner. Um, and they're like that really dense, like, foam and it's the, it's a style of game where you each have cards and you're you know you're you're discarding to your left and picking up from the person to your right and you're trying to get certain pairs and there's all sorts of different scenarios where like you you have to grab it and chuck it at someone or you duel or then the second version is the outdoor version where the burritos are inflatable and i kid you not are like three or three and a half feet tall and like a foot foot and a half in. Die. i mean these things are massive so Those are some fun party games that we like to play around here.
0: Yeah. Good times. There is an old game that probably a lot of people are not aware of, but you're, you're familiar with mad magazine. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So mad, uh, put out a, a card game, uh, years ago. My mom has two, two versions of it, I think, or two, not versions, but two, uh, packs of these cards and i think eventually my my mom has said we're going to inherit those cards but uh because they're hard to find now and when you do find them on like ebay they're 40 bucks a a, a box but because they're so hard to find uh-huh. but um this mad mad game is almost kind of a precursor or or a an older version of um something similar to Exploding Kittens, uh, where it's, it's a, it's, I would say it's almost a a combination of Uno and, and kind of some of the Exploding Kittens ideas, you know, as far as like having cards that do things that, that are, that Mm -hmm. are unusual. So from the standpoint of Uno, it's all about getting rid of your cards. And you have like four four different color cards. They're all numbered, so they they carries the same excuse me carries the same uh, kind of ideas Uno does. That you that you put down the cards. You have cards that uh, you can play to change the color um, and different things like that. But what's different about Mad, the Mad card game? is that there's cards that do things that are kind of spiteful. So you have uh, the wild and woolly card that you can use to give, give another player or uh, have another player um, take three cards off the, off the the pile. Um, You have uh, like the which way cards where you can change the direction that you play. Mm -hmm. And by the way, you part of the the game is to be so different that they they tell you when you deal the cards, you're supposed to go the opposite direction that you normally do. So you've got to deal the cards counterclockwise instead of clockwise. or um, you uh, you actually play in the opposite direction to start. Um, but there's there's a card where everybody has to draw a card from the pile. There's a card where when you play it, you give two cards from your hand to another another player. There's a card that you can play that ends the game, and everybody just whatever points you have left in your in your hand <laughs> is what you have. Um, and then the the card of cards in this game is called the What Me Worry card. And what this card does is that if anybody plays any of these nasty cards against you you can throw it out on the table and now they have to do it. (laughs) So if they, if they may, if they play the wild and wooly card where you have to, we have to, uh, get, take three cards, you just throw that down and now they have to take the three cards. You, you use this card. There's only two in the deck. So you, you use this card very strategically. Mm -hmm. Um, because, uh, like another good one is there, there's a, there's a uh, card where you exchange your hand with, a, with another player. So if you've got a huge hand and you have this card in there and you, cause you can collect like 10, 15, sometimes 20 cards if you're real, if everybody's picking on you at the table. Mm-hmm. So, so if you get like a big hand like that, but you have the exchange, uh, hands with another player card. You just throw that card down, and you hand them your your hand, and, they, and then you take theirs. And so now, um, but if you have the "What Me Worry" card, you throw that down to block it. Mm-hmm. So you know it's a kind of a self defense card. So it ends up being really fun.
1: Yeah, it sounds like it'd be a
0: good time. But I had to bring that game up at least because it because it is uh A staple in in my home so
1: i think there's a bunch more games we could talk about but i think we've given listeners many Mm -hmm. to to choose from if they're not familiar with them um i mean i have i actually my my delighting me is game related so i'm gonna save those for that
0: i will tell you that uh that the probably if there's a board game if you want to call it that that i probably enjoy more than anything it would be chess i think you've played chess Mm -hmm. we've played chess before yeah but play together yeah but it's you know that game is probably the one that i've taken and invested the most time into also poker you know i played a lot of poker so i played a tournament a a couple weeks ago and uh and out of eighteen, i can't i was second, so I took down some pretty big hands in that uh that tournament You gotta identify your sharks and go after them with a good hand. That's all I'm saying
1: <laughs>
0: all right <laughs> yep well you ready
1: Mm-hmm. hmm <laughs>
0: What's delighting you today, Kim?
1: Oh, I'm glad you asked. Uh, I have recently realized and and this goes I think into why Hearthstone was something that I play so regularly is I have realized that the genre uh, of deck building games is, oh boy, I love it. It is so much fun. Um, I Played I, so the first deck building game that is like a pure deck building, like physical deck building
0: game that I played was Dominion.
1: Are you familiar with this, Mitch?
0: I haven't heard of it before.
1: No. Okay, so Dominion's kind of, from my understanding, and there's going to be people that hear this and tell me I'm wrong, and that's fine. Dominion kind of is like the staple uh, that like is like sort of the entry point for a lot of people into this. This genre, and there's a ton of other um, options out there. That, um, but the idea is everyone starts with a, a base set of cards that is your deck, and you use those cards to either buy resources that allow you to buy you know, other types of cards. And so each game has their own currency and their own sort of uh, different types of cards that help you either get more currency or get bigger cards. And the point is you're building your deck and so you, you use the cards in your hands to to get resources or other cards, and then they all go into your discard pile. And then when your draw pile is empty, you shuffle your discard pile, and now you have a bigger deck to choose from. And the whole point is you are trying to earn – most games it's called prestige points. Some games it's called honor. But, like, there's there is a – something that you're trying to earn based on – building your deck to achieve certain... Sometimes it's quests, sometimes you're conquering monsters, sometimes you're uh, buying resources, and the whole idea is that you have to strategically build your deck against other people to either block them or uh, to just outrace them to get your you know, prestige or honor to the number that wins the game. Um, and so I'm actually playing Dominion with um, some friends uh in twenty one minutes uh here at the church um uh so that is what the game that got me into it but I recently bought a game called Moonrakers uh which is is the nicest game I've ever owned in my life the the like the coins in the game are actual metal the the cardboard like the stock is thick, the artwork is gorgeous the cards are like the only thing about it that is weird is that your little your little guy that you move up and on the prestige board is a plastic ship. Everything else is like done to the nines and they're like, "Oh, the ships we're just gonna make those out of cheap plastic like it's pretty funny, But the idea with Moonrakers is it's a deck building game, but it's also collaborative so like we every player starts with the exact same deck, and you have to work together. To complete missions because most of the missions, especially in the early part of the game, you don't have enough resources yourself in order to accomplish them. So you have to barter and negotiate with the other players to get them to help you and to split the resources that you would get by completing the missions. And so you're playing the game yourself to try and be the first one to 10 prestige, but you also have to figure out how to negotiate and work with other players so that you can actually get the resources you need and build your deck. And it's it's really, really fun. So th- this whole idea of uh, this whole genre is really opening up to me as far as like me discovering more games. And I actually have some friends here that enjoy this type of game. Um, and it's just, it's fun. I like the strategy. I like that each game is different um, because part of it is just what cards are available. So part of it's luck, part of it's strategy. Um, and the replayability is great because of all the different um, strategy types and, and, and function cards in the decks. And, you know, like I said, each each of the deck building games has their own take on the, on the genre. And um, it's just, I don't know, it, it, I like the ability to think strategically and have fun and interact with other people. And it just, it's, it's, it's just kind of a jam now, Mitch. I just like it. Cool, cool. So, yeah, that's what's delighting me. What about you? I see I see what it is in the show, Doc, but I I have no idea. I've never heard of whatever this is. So,
0: I'm intrigued. so you have never heard of Mid-Journey. Correct. Okay. So are you familiar with the AI art generators? Oh, gosh, here we go.
1: <laughs> okay, this was not what I thought this was going to be. Uh, but, yes, I am familiar with the AI art generators, and they terrify right.
0: me let's see let me get this up uh um, so mid journey works through discord so um i'm showing you my discord window you can can uh-huh. you see it okay um uh, there's a yeah. some busty women in there let's get past that um <laughs> but i wasn't gonna say anything. But okay. <laughs> i will because i'm protecting you um anyway so what, uh, what this is, it's an AI art generator and it works in discord. So it it's basically a bot in this discord. Um, and so what you do is you, uh, you come down here, you have to be invited to the server. So you basically just go to the, to, um, mid Journey's website and ask for an invitation and they give you an invitation and you're, you're in. So it's, it's not, you know, super complicated or anything. Um, what is a little bit complicated is learning how to massage your queries. Mm -hmm. So the first thing that you do when, when you're typing a message is you, uh, you type slash imagine, and it will auto-complete that for you. And then it asks for a prompt. So, um, give me something that, that you'd like to see. Like,
1: well, the fact that you type slash imagine makes me just want to type in lyrics from John Lennon's. Imagine (laughs) imagine (laughs) all the people um, (laughs) that would be funny to do. Uh, any prompt I would like a gorilla playing chess underwater. with beyonce
0: beyonce <laughs> all right and we're and then you then they usually want uh some kind of style to do it in so i'm gonna just say we're let's do it in realistic which is what most of them do <laughs> so let's uh, I want it in pointillism no. so
1: <laughs> no realistic's fine
0: we'll enter it and now we got to wait a few minutes because it's got it's got to generate the uh the images. So, and you can, as you, as you sit in the discord, you can see what other people are doing. So, um, here you can see a guy standing in front of a gate, uh, and the prompt was handsome young man, uh, with his back at a gate of a monastery with a bag evening, fantasy, steampunk and photorealistic art. And so you can see that he gives him four different options of what it should look like. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then he, you can drill down like these buttons that, that are below it. Mm-hmm. The U stands for, um, upscale. So you can choose one of those images to upscale. Or if like you really like the first image, you can click, uh, v- uh, V1, which means, um, make more versions of this image.
1: Oh, so, this is nuts, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, there it is go up go up. <laughs> keep going
0: oh yeah here we go <laughs> uh,
1: so can we put these in the in
0: oh absolutely we'll put these on the show notes but the beyonce doesn't quite isn't yeah. quite beyonce but um that's too funny <laughs> so yeah
1: it's swung and missed hard on beyonce
0: Oh yeah. And and part of it might be that it doesn't have a reference for Beyonce. Which is or or because it's um there improbable. may there's she's more the, than
1: she's the most grammys of anyone in history. How do they so, not know who she
0: There's is? more than one Beyonce in the world too. So it might be drawing from other art with the term Beyonce there, in it. Is there though Mitch? Is there? There are more Beyonces than this than I don't know. than the Beyonce. So but it's uh funny though. but yeah so if we like one of these we can we can upscale it we can we can have it uh, do more versions of it i swear the first girl in the in the image there has a mustache
1: <laughs> yeah well in the second one it's a chimpanzee which it is a chimpanzee is, which is just you know that's not okay on so many levels
0: and it's an aquarium so if you look behind it there's like people behind the glass uh-huh <laughs> And then the the fourth version has a chimp underwater. And then it looks like the chimp is in the aquarium, but the woman is gorilla, on the other side yeah. of the glass. Yeah. I'm sorry, the gorilla. Yeah. So that was pretty good. And it looks fairly realistic, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was, you know,
1: I was going to say Bill Clinton. We should have gone with that because I guarantee you they get that one right instead of Beyonce but hey
0: so we could try it Steve Jobs
1: (laughs) Steve Jobs
0: Steve Jobs (laughs) so I'm gonna go ahead and just uh copy and paste the um let's copy that come down here and hit imagine oops this is the thing you got to remember is make sure that you do the prompt right (laughs) because I've done it before where I have just typed in the the text and was like oh shoot that wasn't that wasn't good. So let's go back and change Beyonce to Steve Jobs. <clears throat> There's a zombie Spider Man. That's interesting. Oh, that's, that's pretty cool looking though. How yeah. does it do
1: this? It's like,
0: oh man. So what it's doing is it's it's creating um, art from other art that it that it uh draws from the internet so it's it's using it's using uh
1: okay it's screwed up man look go look at it they already processed it it's up a
0: bit no it was it was processing it's gonna pop Uh-oh. into the bottom here once it's done okay
1: I thought I saw some gorillas
0: no there was here it here is here
1: we go there's no Steve Jobs whatsoever <laughs> what the heck
0: is that <laughs> yeah all right well, yeah it it failed. there might be a filter on it to just say like don't don't put images of these people in here yeah. um but yeah what it's doing is it's creating art from uh from everything that it that it you're basically feeding um images into an a i model uh-huh. and and so the a i model knows all of these different images now it's just up to um uh, the the AI to create the images based on that. Cause like I was doing, I was doing some stuff. Um, let me stop the screen sharing here. I was doing some stuff the other or yesterday. Let me see if I've got, no, it's on my other computer. Um, but, uh, it was, uh, I was trying to create a bald man with glasses and a beard in cyberpunk and to see how close it got to looking like me. And it wasn't bad. Like I, you can, you can input your own pictures into it too. I haven't figured out how to do that yet in mid journey, but you can put your own pictures in it and create from your picture. Um, cause I've seen some of the guys do that. So they, they, they'll put in a picture of themselves and then say, um, use my picture to, but make it handsome and emo <laughs> and and so it'll take the picture and it, it'll know it what it knows about a handsome person it will try to morph it into that and then it will make it whatever style that they're looking for so so yeah there's 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 some really really interesting stuff yeah you you can play at this for hours and um what uh let me see if i can pull these up on my laptop here to show you or on my computer to show you, because I think I have the ability to do that. Um, I think it's in here. Yeah, so I got a bunch of them in this folder. Let me share my screen with you again so you can see them. But I'll, I'll try and put these in the show notes for, uh, for the show so you guys, those of you who are listening, can see them. But uh, here, I'm just going to share my desktop so you can see it and let's go back to finder so this is probably my favorite image out of the group that i had
1: Ooh, that's like that's like you and brian cranston mixed together (laughs) yeah that's pretty
0: and and because it's cyberpunk it's like it's got uh that got that really tough gritty look to it which i am not really tough and gritty just just so y'all know But I thought that was that was pretty cool. Um, I, because our artwork is based on the Trinity symbol, um, being like a circuit board. Mm -hmm. I decided to enter that in, and I got that. Oh, that's
1: can that be our artwork from now on, please? That is
0: cool, right? (laughs) It's super cool. Can we?
1: But like, no offense to your
0: artwork, Mm -hmm. but
1: that's incredible.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And it's AI generated too, which is Are we I mean
1: so like are we allowed to use whatever they put out however we want? I think like
0: some the, some of the uh some of the um what's the word I'm looking for? The legal ramifications of this stuff is still kind of up in the air. Mm-hmm. I think for a podcast our size, nobody's gonna really care. Yeah. But uh I can certainly at least make this the the um show art for today's uh show and uh and see what happens but it's it's good because that is so cool right
1: yeah it's pretty it's pretty baller i love the green neon ring too Mm Mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah and and then uh this these were all of the ones that it created when from that prompt so
1: I think you chose the best one.
0: Oh no, I think that I definitely think it was the best one. Yeah. But the couple of crosses are cool. that are on there are really cool uh-huh. too. Yeah. But
1: Oh boy. All right.
0: Well. Yeah. A whole new world. So, this is something that uh that Alex Lindsay on uh MacBreak Weekly had talked a lot about. And he's been working on like really refining how he creates his images in, uh, in mid-journey, but he'll tell you that you know if he's got an idea or he's looking at trying to develop something, he will go into mid-journey and say, "Here, create me a logo with these things in it." And then it will pump out a logo. And, oh, and I so he thought about that. And That's... so then he uses that for getting ideas. Um and I see that in Midjourney every so often where people are are doing logos. Um but uh so if you guys look at the website and my website, um I think it was the last blog post that I did uh had um one of the things that I created in Midjourney as the as the photo for it. And the prompt was Twitter logo, no more slash. And then I I put realistic. So if you look, it's a Twitter logo. It looks like a Twitter logo, but it looks like somebody slammed the bird down on the ground and it's got a little splatter and it's got a little slash through the middle of it. And I ended up using that as the, as the image for, um, that blog post. Are you looking at it?
1: Um, hold on, trying to yeah.
0: If you just go to the (laughs) main page of the website, you can see it. Yeah, but uh, but it did literally create a a uh the Twitter logo with a slash, Uh um, and then you know it was very artistically done. I thought it I thought it looked really cool, but realistic was the term that I put in there to try and make sure that it had some realism to it. So, but, but yeah, so mid journey is super fun. Um, there's a point at which they, they talk about having to pay for stuff. And I don't know if it's like versioning off of specific queries or, or what it is, but, uh, but there's a point at which that they ask for money for this, but I'm, it's not terrible. And especially if you're using it for a job or something like that, it can turn out to be really cool. So and I'll include, you know, pretty much all the artwork that we've talked about in in the blog post or in the uh show notes for you guys to take a look at. So
1: yeah, there's some interesting stuff. Plus, it would be terrible to listen to us talk about it.
0: Right. <laughs> Not, no. <laughs> Without being able to see it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, cool. Anything else today, sir? Or are you just excited about going and playing Dominion?
1: Uh I am very excited to go play Dominion. Yes.
0: All right, sweet. Well, if you have enjoyable. Yes. If you are uh looking for more information on us, uh you can certainly hit us up on our websites. Uh I'm not going to give you the inter- show website today just because we're a little we're in transition right now. But uh if you are looking for anything about me, you can certainly find my website at online. And I'm probably going to post all of these pictures that I made in Mid-Journey shortly. So if you guys want to check those out, uh, you can uh, check those out shortly. Um, If uh, you were looking for Cam, Cam, where can they find you? Uh,
1: CamBrennan.com.
0: And then you also have, was it or BrennanMedia.com? Co. .co.
1: BrennanMedia.co.
0: All right. So if you're looking for somebody to take uh, pictures and video and something for an event that you got coming up, uh, hit him up for that. So, Cam, it's been a pleasure once again. I didn't know what mm-hmm. we were going to talk about coming into it, but I thought we turned it, the show turned out fun and like sure like thinking back on all of the the games that we once loved and still love. So very cool.
1: Indeed.